Uh, church, so good to see you. Coming in, it's at 93 degrees. Thankful to God for the air conditioning. <laughs> Thankful to God to see you all. And I was re- recognizing sort of a secondary uh, effect of having a mask on when I was singing. I was realizing how beautiful all of your voices sounded and how powerful. At one point, I just realized, I think if we didn't have some of us masks on, the roof would have blown off in the praise and worship. And I, I, I want to do that. I want to lift the roof off because Jesus is so worthy of it. And um, I'm so glad to be here together with you today, church. I was praying for you this week, excited to gather together to uh, hear the word preached and to worship our great Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, some of you who are first time here in this new location, I want to welcome you here as well. It's so good to be together with you again. And um, God is so good, isn't he? I had the opportunity uh, to share the gospel with my neighbor this week. And uh, I was just reflecting on how wonderful it is, what a privilege it is to be able to tell sinners of our Savior Jesus Christ who has died for us. This gentleman is a is an ex-Marine, 64 years old, and I was so thankful to be able to talk to him about Christ. And I was able to invite him out to our church, and it, it's such a joy to me to realize, like, if I can just get this guy to come to church to meet all of you, he's going to get such a shining light of an example in Christ. And I love being a part of a local church that fills me with such joy, to, and such. I, I always tell people, it is such a genuine group of Christians, and I would love for you to meet them. And uh, so I hope he comes out to church. I hope he gets saved, even more importantly than that. Um, so the title of the message is, What God is Like, Gentle. Gentle. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you so much. Thank you so much for revealing Jesus, the Father to us. No one knows the Father, Jesus, as you said, unless you choose to reveal him to us. Thank you for your grace, Jesus. Thank you for opening up our eyes to understand and know the Father. We know that we never would have come to know the Father unless you chose to reveal Him to us as Your Word says here in this section. So we give thanks to You for Your amazing grace that we're even sitting here this morning. And Lord, for everybody who has repented of their sins and believed in You, strengthen their faith. Refresh their hearts today. Lord God, I pray that if anybody has not repented and believed, Lord, I pray that they would come to You all who are weary and heavy laden this morning. Because you will give them rest. And I pray that they would turn from their sins and trust in you. And be born again and saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the uh, three points in the message today is number one, Jesus invites you. Jesus invites you. Secondly, Jesus promises you. And thirdly, Jesus gives reasons why you can trust him. Jesus gives reasons why you can trust him. So let's look firstly at Jesus invites you. 
It's interesting that in the context of Matthew chapter 11, and anytime we're reading any passage of Scripture, it's important to know the context in the passage that we're reading. And Matthew chapter 11, the context is one where Christ is being rejected. And in the passage immediately before this passage, it's the passage where Jesus is talking about the unrepentant cities. And He's promising that judgment is going to come down upon them because they did not repent when they had Jesus in their presence. And so the context is one of judgment, and yet he turns and says these amazing, tender words that we all, many of us, have come to cherish in verses 25 through 30. And we begin with Jesus invites you. He says in verse 28, come to me, come to me, son of man. John Ellicott writes, turns with infinite compassion to those whose weakness and weariness he shared and offers them rest which none other can give them. Come to me. The invitation is open. Come to me and it's extended to all who labor and are heavy laden. Or one translation says, who are weary and heavy laden. One Christian writes that the words here arc wide enough to cover every form of human sin and sorrow. These words, weary and heavy laden, arc wide enough to cover every form of human sin and sorrow. And so this invitation is open to every single one of us in this room this morning because Jesus invites those suffering from every form of human sin, every form of human sorrow. And that's good news to each and every one of us this morning. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, So there is an invitation that's extended to all. And brothers and sisters, may God give us grace in the midst of weariness and being very heavy laden to come to Jesus this morning. Come to Him in repentance and in faith. Come to Him with your sorrow. Come to Him with your burdens and lay them down this morning before His feet. This invitation flows out from His tender compassion to you this morning. He's saying, come to Me. Come to Me all who labor and are heavy laden. And this indeed covers every form of human sin and sorrow that you are suffering from. Every particular detail that you are carrying. Every burden the thought most prominent in this context was the yoke of the traditions and the ordinances which the Pharisees and the scribes were imposing on the consciences of the people of Israel. There were over 600 man-made laws on top of the law of God that the Pharisees imposed upon 
the people. They were, they were heavy laden. They were weary underneath of men teaching as doctrines, the, the mere teachings of men, rules of men. And the people were worn down and beaten down. And Jesus comes as the light of the world into their weary souls and shines the light and invites them all and says, come to me. Aren't you so thankful for the invitation of the Lord Jesus to come to him this morning? No matter where you are right now, no matter what you're suffering from, maybe some of you are coming in here weary underneath of the burden of trying to please the Lord through your own strivings and your own efforts. And rather than simply relying on Christ alone, relying on the grace of God alone, you come in with a weight on your shoulder. You are weary from it. Others come in very heavy laden today with burdens and sorrows from people who have sinned against you some of them many years ago. Some of the wounds and some of the scars that you carry from some of the ways that man has oppressed you and hurt you, has just worn you down. Life has just weighed down heavy on you. And Jesus, with compassion, opens up his arms wide to you this morning, brother. To you this morning, sister. And he says, come to me. Come to me. Friend, there is nobody who can take away the weariness. There is nobody who can take away the heavy ladenness but Jesus. We will look in vain to man to have the weariness and heavy ladenness of our souls remedy. In verse 35, right after they cast him out, verse 35 says this, and this is where you see the holiness of Christ the compassion of Christ, and the gentleness of Christ. Jesus heard that they had cast him out and having found him. Others cast him out. Jesus goes searching for this guy. Again. After he already heals him, he searches him out. Having found him out, he says, do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. Oh, enter into the drama of that moment when the man born blind looks into Jesus' eyes and sees those compassionate and gentle eyes. Verse 38 says, he said, Lord, I believe happy words and then i love what the man born blind who's now healed says he says lord i believed and he worshiped him he worshiped christ right where he was at there was no church building necessarily around he just recognized what the amazing lord jesus the compassionate and gentle lord jesus had done for him and he's got this spirit of i don't care i've just been cast out by the religious elite I'm looking face to face to the Son of God who has delivered me. I believe in Him. And I'm going to worship Him. What a story. 
verse 39, Jesus says, For judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Jesus says. He issues the invitation, and point two is Jesus promises you. Jesus promises you. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you what? I will give you rest. There is a rest in coming to Christ There is a rest of a quiet conscience which gnaws no more as you reflect on the sins of your past. If you go to Christ, no matter how dark your sins of your past have been, you can lay those down at the foot of the cross and like Bunyan in Pilgrim's Progress when he talks about Christian, the burden of your sin can roll off your back and down into the empty tomb, brothers and sisters. Your guilty conscience can be quieted And it will gnaw at you no more. There's a rest of a conscious friendship and union with God. There's the rest of forgiveness of our sin received into our hearts. One Christian says, do you want that? Do you want that rest? I know I do, friends. He says, go to Christ. And as soon as you go to Him, you will get that rest. As soon as you go. There's no delay. There's no holding you off at a distance and putting you on probation and saying, you know, maybe I'll talk with you tomorrow. Sit in the waiting room. He tells you, come to me right now. And I will deal with your sin. I will deal with your sorrow. What an amazing, amazing, compassionate and gentle Savior, Alexander McLaren writes, there is rest in faith. The very act of confidence is repose. And then he says this, look, look how that little child goes to sleep in his mother's lap. Look at how that little child goes to sleep in its mother's lap, secure from harm, because it trusts. I remember when my kids were little when we would go down the beach and we'd be in the water they would be afraid and I would take them out and hold them in my arms into the water that was over their head and the waves would be coming and and I would hold on to them but they would hold on to me for dear life because they were so afraid that they would slip off and enter and and sink down beneath the waves they didn't know that their father held them strong and fast in their arms You are secure from harm when you come to Christ. You are secure because you enter into His grip of grace and nothing can ever snatch you out of Jesus' hands. Nothing can ever separate you now if you've believed in Christ from the love of God in Christ. Isn't that good news this morning, church, to a weary, heavy-laden soul? Oh, 
Jesus will give you a rest unlike a rest you've ever experienced before if you will come to Him. You will find, one translation says, refreshment. Refreshment for your souls. You will seek in vain to find it elsewhere, but you will find refreshment for your soul this morning if you come to Christ. And this isn't just for the first-timers coming to Christ. You can come to Christ right now. Already having believed in Christ, you can come to Him with the burdens that you're carrying from this week, from the sorrows that are plaguing you right now. You can come to them and come to Jesus and lay them at His feet and you will be refreshed. The consolation of the Lord Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You will find rest, friend, for your soul. Others would drive you away and have driven you away. Many of you even have loved ones who have hurt your heart in ways that still hurt you. But I've got good news for you, brother and sister. I've got good news for you right now. Jesus wasn't like that to you. He took you in. He took you in. He took me in. In Psalm 27, my wife Shannon's favorite psalm, there's a verse that says, though my father and mother forsake me, and this phrase here is one Shannon loves so much, the Lord will take me in. The Lord will take me in. What will you get from man? Well, you'll get from man exactly what the man born blind who was healed of his blindness got from the Pharisees and scribes. Will you teach us? You were steeped in sin from birth. And they cast him out. This was a man that God healed of blindness. And the religious men and women of the time couldn't even see it with their own eyes and rejoice that God had delivered a man who was born blind. How hard, how callous can be the heart of man and even those who profess to know God who don't have the living reality of faith in Christ in their hearts. will look upon a man born blind, healed by Jesus with his compassion and gentleness, and hate it. And cast us out. You get a glimpse of that all the time. All you have to do is just look out in the news. Look out at the spirit of the world on social media. When you look at the way man speaks to man. Sadly, so often, it is the spirit of those who very quickly just cast people out. Cast them aside. We live in a cancel culture. Christ will never give up on you. He will never stop coming. And when others cast you out, Christ will seek you out. He will find you and He will come and He will draw you near to Him, friend. How many times have you wandered? How many times have I wandered and the Lord Jesus has come 
and rescued us again and again. Oh, man will reject you, but Christ takes you in. You are sitting here this morning if you've repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus because Christ has taken you in. You are forgiven of your sin. You are delivered from the wrath of God through the shed blood of Christ on the cross. Nobody else would have accepted us like God has. Nobody else would have accepted us like Christ has, but he issues the invitation And then when we come to Him, broken, helpless sinners as we are, just as we are, He says, I'll take you in. So many people stay at a distance because they feel like somehow they've got to clean up their own lives first before they come to Christ. The good news of our glorious God and the gospel of grace is that Christ seeks out sinners. He seeks and saves the lost. The reason we're in this room is because Christ has sought us out. Others had cast us out. Even family had cast us out. But the Lord has taken you in. The Lord has taken me in. And that's something to rejoice over this morning, brothers and sisters. That's a holiness. That's a compassion. It's a gentleness that's worthy of us stopping like the man born blind now healed and saying, I don't care where I'm standing. I was once blind, but now I see, and I believe in you, son of man. And we're just going to have a little worship session right here in the middle of the street. You don't need to clean yourself up. Go to Jesus. He'll take care of all that. I know. I'm here this morning because he has cleaned me up. I've got hope for every single person in this room right now, no matter what you are suffering from, no matter what burden you have got going on. Christ is strong enough He's good enough. He's compassionate enough. He's gentle enough. He will take you wounded as you are and He will bring you in. And good physician as He is, He will heal you. He will bind up your wounds. If you are a smoldering wick, He will not snuff you out. He will fan the little fire into a flame again. Come to Him. Don't stay at a distance. Come as you are. Come broken. Come beaten up by life. Come heavy laden. Come weary. And he will give you rest that nobody else can give you. Your spouse can't give it to you. Your kids can't give it to you. Relatives can't give it to you. A vacation can't give it to you. A good job and money can't give it to you. Only Jesus can give you the rest that you need. And finally, point three. Jesus gives reasons why you can trust him. There's two. I'm going to look at the next one next week, but this one here I'm just going to focus on is, here's the reason you can trust him. He says, in verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest 
for your souls. He reassures and says, you will find rest for your soul. And this is the reason you can trust me, Jesus is saying to you from the word this morning, for I am gentle. I am gentle. Charles Spurgeon, writing about this passage, says there's only one passage in Scripture that tells you exactly what Jesus is in his essence and in his heart. The center of what Christ is in his character, who he is in his nature. And it's here in this phrase, he says, I am gentle. I'm gentle. And lowly, we'll look at lowly next week, but he says, I am gentle. This word gentle is used when we read in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Zechariah 9, 9, Jesus the King is coming to you, humble, humble, and mounted on a donkey. And also in Peter's encouragements to wives to nurture more than anything else the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Dane Ortland writes, meek, humble, gentle. Jesus is not trigger happy. He's not harsh. He'll take you in. He's not reactionary or easily exasperated. He is the most understanding person in the universe. And the posture most natural to him is not a pointed finger, but open arms. How is he postured toward you this morning, friend? Just like he's postured toward me, happily, with open arms. The, the word, this word, it's difficult to translate because it means more than meek. A lot of times we think that biblical meekness is weakness, and that is absolutely not the case. It actually, it actually refers to exercising God's strength under his control. And I love this phrase. Demonstrating power without undue harshness. Demonstrating power without harshness. Gentleness, listen, gentleness is power without harshness. Again, we go back to man and we think of what man calls power. And we think of all of the abuse and all of the harshnesses that are out there at the hand of man. The destroyed lives that have happened by power without any compassion. But this gentleness of Jesus is power without harshness. And the illustration that came into my mind is when Jesus was hanging up on the cross, he's got soldiers down there casting lots for his clothes, mocking him, he's got people spitting on him, 
He's got people laughing and mocking him to scorn, telling him, hey, listen, if you really are the son of God, why don't you come down now and prove it, Mr. Weakling up there dying on the cross. You want to know what gentleness is? Gentleness is having the power to turn those enemies of God into scorched earth like that. And instead saying, Father, pour out all of your righteous wrath on me instead of on them. Father, forgive them. And with all of my power, let my power be used to shield them from your wrath. Let my power be used to exhaust your wrath so that they're spared and saved from it. You want to know how you're saved? God in His wrath coming down with full force on the weight of your sin upon strong, gentle Christ who's got the power to come in such blinding glory and judgment like He will on the final day of judgment that every eye will see Him at once. So terrifying in all of His blinding holiness and glory that the people will be calling down upon the mountains and asking for the rocks to fall down on them to shield them from that wrath. Gentleness is Jesus having the self-restraint in His power to say, 12 legions of angels, keep your peace. I got this. Pour it out on me, Father. And the Father unleashes the full fury of all of His wrath, not on the crowds, not on us, but upon His one and only Son, as gentle Jesus bears it all. That's power without harshness. That's power fused with perfect love. Every one of us in this room who are believers in Christ, forgiven of our sin, it was the gentleness of Christ, that power without an ounce of fleshly harshness. That's the reason why you're sitting here. That's the reason why I'm up here. Because this is what Jesus is like. It's the very center of who he is, his gentleness. It, the expression here is talking about, a, we, we have the phrase as Eagles fans, if you, if you cut me, I bleed green. You cut Jesus, what you get in its essence, you get gentleness. That's just awesome. That is just awesome. An omnipotent power combined with perfect love, perfect compassion that says, Father, 
pour it out on me. So that they might be saved. He's gentle, brothers and sisters. And you will find rest for your souls. When he promises that you'll find rest, he wants you to come underneath the shadow of his wings right here, right now. He doesn't want you bearing these burdens alone. He doesn't want you carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders another day longer. He wants to have a fresh relationship with you of intimacy and closeness with him unlike you've ever known before. No matter what you've had of Jesus, there's so much more to experience of him. He wants to take you into days of refreshment. Oh, almighty God, pour out times of refreshing on our precious church family. Pour out times of refreshing in your gentleness, Jesus. Have mercy on our congregation. Have mercy on us. Thank you that the reason that we can trust you is that you are gentle. We can entrust all of the burdens, all of our sins to you right now, no matter what we're facing, and know that you will take us in. You will not turn us away. Man would turn us away, but Jesus, you would never turn us away. In fact, you're not just sitting off at a distance kind of waiting for us to come. You seek us out. You have sought us out already, and you come again and again and again with your mercy and your compassion. And we just love you for being so gentle, so kind, so patient, so forgiving, so forbearing. Oh, Jesus, we just thank you. There's no one like you. I'm so thankful that I'm saved. I'm so thankful for my brothers and sisters that they're saved. Almighty God, if there's any child here not saved, if there's anyone who hasn't yet, repent of their sins and come underneath of the shelter of your wings, gentle Christ. I pray that they would do so right now. They would flee to the foot of the cross and find mercy and grace to help them right now in their time of need. And I pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. Just, just in closing, I sense from the Holy Spirit I sense from the Holy Spirit that there are those here who are very aware this morning of their need for Jesus. You right now could be described as weary and heavy laden, burdened down by many sorrows. Jesus wants to remind you that you can come to Him. For He was a man of sorrows Himself. And acquainted with suffering. Acquainted with grief. Acquainted with abuse at the hands of men. Acquainted with all the sorrows of living in this fallen world. He's able to help you right now in your time of need. He is poised to help you. The Lord wants to remind you 
that though there would be others who might cast you aside and cast you out, you're His. You're His treasured possession. You are so loved by Him that all of His heart, all of His affection is available to you right now. He is with you. The Lord wants you to know that He knows. He knows and He sees and He's with you. And you are not alone. Look to Him. Come to Him. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for I am gentle, gentle towards you right now with my arms open wide. Father, I pray that you would comfort your beloved children right now with the compassion and gentleness of your son. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister comfort to every single believer in this room and Spirit, testify with our spirit that we are the children of God. As Romans 8.16 says, testify afresh that we are yours and that you see and that you know. Help us to trust in your promise, even when we don't feel it in our hearts, that you... give us rest and we will find rest Holy Spirit minister rest and peace to my brothers and sisters in Christ in this room right now and I ask that you would bless us as a congregation with refreshment in Christ in Jesus name Amen what a great Savior church Amen aren't you so thankful for him Great being with you today, church. Have a wonderful time of fellowship and a wonderful week.